0: those little things you know whether you're playing a team that just you, you know might might be a lot side of game you might you might know you might go in and the game's not going to be close but if you let those things slide and you let bad habits be created of not paying attention to those details not taking pride in those details that's one day going to get you beat that's part of our message is that the details today are going to make a difference way down the road and it's probably when you least want them to show up is when they're going to show up
1: Today's episode is from our archives. It's one we recorded in 2019 with Chris Kappas, who was the 2022 AFCA FCS Assistant Coach of the Year as the Defensive Coordinator at Austin Peay. The conversations we have had on the podcast with Chris Kappas have always been impressive. He has shown his ability as a coach on both sides of the ball, being named the Football Scoop D3 Coordinator of the Year in 2015 while he was the defensive coordinator for national champion Mountain Union, leading a top defense in the country. The following year, he led a top offense in the country, switching sides of the ball for Mountain Union in another national championship. He then moved on to be the defensive coordinator for Austin P in 2021, finishing his stint there with the 2022 FCS Assistant Coach of the Year honors. Following the season, he accepted the head coaching position at Louisville High School in Ohio, bringing him closer to home. In this episode, Coach Kappas joined coaching coordinator to talk about how his year coaching offense helped his defense and how attention to detail is so important in everything his units do. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512. 512- 814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention coach and coordinator podcast or use the coupon code coach 24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 first down playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. I'm excited to be joined today by the defensive coordinator at Mount Union Chris Capis, Chris, great to have you here.
0: Thanks for having me back. Always a pleasure.
1: So, Chris, I just like get confused as I was starting there. As all right, what side of the ball is he on now? Because I think the first time we had you on, you were, you know, football scoop defensive coordinator of the year, national champions. And then the next time I had you on, you're national champions. I think you're offensive coordinator. You know, finalist for football scoop award. Now you're back to the defensive side. So, my head's spinning with the changes you're making, Chris.
0: well it's uh i've had some some fun uh some fun opportunities that i think a lot of people would uh, you know pay a lot of money to to have a Mm -hmm. chance to to bounce back and forth or be able to call some plays on on the opposite side of the ball and uh certainly learned a lot about football learned a lot about myself and uh certainly looking forward to being back on the defensive side though
1: yeah and that was something we talked about last time is having made that transition to offensive coordinator what you know what you were looking at how you saw the game a little bit differently what you learned and so uh now having that experience coming full circle back to the defensive side of the ball you know what are some of the things that you picked up on or learned from that uh maybe you didn't completely see when you were a defensive coordinator the last time
0: i think when you know whenever you look back you know, any time at any point in your coaching career so far, I'm going kind of going into my, I think 11th year of coaching. Um, you look back a few years back and you, and you think, of, Oh man, I was just such a young naive coach at times. So, um, even just looking back a few years ago, a defense, I, I think I, you, you come so much full circle and mature a lot more and you understand really the things that are important. Um, but going to, going to offense was a great experience for me. I think we changed a little bit from year one to year two on offense, uh, you know, f- for the better. And, and some things, some statistics, some stats got better and some some stats got worse. So I think I was gonna if I was gonna be on offense again, I think we would we would move forward and make some changes again. Uh, but going back to defense, I think I I learned a lot from being on offense and seeing just seeing the way people present themselves defensively. Uh, I think I was doing some things defensively that I might, you know, not do anymore because I thought it was I thought it was cute. I thought it was, you know, confusing maybe to the offense for some looks that we were given or some things that we were doing. But when you see those type of things offensively from an offensive uh, eye, you kind of laugh at yourself, saying, "Man, that, that wasn't as good as what you thought it was." So, um, you know, it's it's a humbling experience to 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 go to the other side and have to. See some different defenses, but it, it, it is a it's a great learning experience, and I think it's only going to help me moving forward here next year on defense again.
1: And making that change, I know the last time we talked about how having been on defense, now coming to offense, helped you a little bit as a, a play caller that you could see some things defenses were trying to do. So, especially now, we've, man, we keep evolving. Offensively and looking for the next answer. So maybe you saw a lot of spread RPOs and stuff like that. Now more and more people getting into like eleven, twelve, twenty one RPOs and those types of things. Is are, are there any of those things that you know you looked at or uh, started to see on film or maybe brought into what you were doing offensively that now you figured out? Okay, I got to have an answer for this on defense.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that's kind of where. Our defense was always kind of built to, as a starting point to be able to give ourselves some help on the RPOs, uh, no matter what kind of coverage we were in or, or what personnel we were in. Um, but I think you, you I, I certainly kept note, and I have a, a notebook full of defensive ideas that that I saw that that whether it was just watching teams on tape defending other teams that they had played leading up to our game or how teams defended us and some of the stuff that we were trying to do, um, that we thought was going to be really good going into the game. And they made some adjustments, um, that I'm certainly, you know, kept a notebook up. Cause I, you know, whether, whether I anticipated it or not, I, I thought this, this day might come where I'd be going back to defense. So, uh, certainly kept some ideas and, and learned, learned some things that I think we, that can help us moving forward, defending, the RPOs and, and the different, you know, the different things of, of tempo and, and, uh, you know, I, th- I think I found a lot of twists and stuff that, 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 I'd never seen before, but really gave you some headaches trying to figure out how to block them or, um, you know, how to, how to get the ball down the field or, or read a certain person in RPO. So, um, you know, again, it was, it was, uh, it was a learning experience and, and, uh, you know I think making that transition and knowing it could happen that I could go back I I, I kind of kept that that idea door open of taking notes on on both sides of the ball
1: as as you sit in this position now having you know really been on both sides of, of the ball recently now going back to the defensive side of the ball and you see the game evolving are there any certain aspects of um, football right now, whether it's offensive football or defensive football, that uh, you see as opportunities um, maybe that you wouldn't have before had you just remained on one side of the ball?
0: Um, I don't know if there's like one, you know, the, the, the scheme things come and go, and, and I think everything kind of catches up to each other, and you'll see some things come back full circle. You see some more people go into some more Heavier personnel, RPOs, and and you know the RPOs I think are staying similar to what they have been in the spread stuff, but just kind of tightening themselves down and and making you make some adjustments to your heavier defenses. Um, you know, but I think the the thing that I learned the most I would say just from being on both sides of the ball and then going back, you have to be fundamentally sound. Your your players have to know what they're doing, understand why they're doing it and be able to play hard and fast. I mean, that, that, that's what it all comes down to. You know, everyone thinks they have the greatest scheme in the world, and we certainly believe in what we do. And, and uh, you know, I think the stats back that stuff up, but um, it, it's all about getting your kid to to have confidence in what you're doing, what you're teaching them, and what they're doing, and what their assignment is, and then being able to go out, have fun, and play hard.
1: Chris, and having you on the podcast a few times now, I think the biggest thing that has stuck out to me, um, probably not just with you, but really the the staff that you're on, having coached against you guys too, is is the attention to detail things. But that certainly has come out in our conversation that you guys have incredible talent, um, but there's a lot of teams out there with with great talent uh, getting guys to do things and and have those habits that they do over and over and over again really comes down to, I think, the, the coaching staff and being able to have that attention to detail within what you do almost uh, probably for lack of better terms. It's a big part of your culture, right, that there's certain things you're going to do all the time. So I mean, with that in mind and thinking of that idea of attention to detail, what are some of the things like you feel and we really emphasize this. We really put a lot of attention on this. We expect that our guys really know the little things on these certain things.
0: Yeah, and we, you know, we, we, the things that we do daily, you know, going going back to defense here, the things that we're going to do daily are we're going to get ourselves in great position to be great fundamental tacklers. Um, you know, get whether that's drills that are getting off blocks or. You know, squeezing out the this, this, this space that, you know, that, that, that a ball carrier has to make a tackle, to, to use your help, whether it's a sideline or another defender. I think we really, really emphasize our approach to tackling and the details that it takes daily. And, and I think, you know, if, if you want to be great at something, you have to, the players have to understand the little details and they have to do them and be in de- demand that they do them properly on a daily basis so i think tackling is is, is the biggest thing that we defensively that we're going to you know harp on the, the smallest details whether it's 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 a one foot you know that's got to be forward on the last half inch step that you take or a false step whenever you're coming out of a break um you know that it's a game of inches it, it's, it's always been said and and uh I think when when you pay attention to those type of details and an inch here or there and you point those out to your players and see where they can make a difference and present them that way, um, they're going to buy into what you want to do and, and they're going to hold each other accountable too for those details.
1: Coach, how much of that do you feel is really for yourself, for the guys you work with is, is developing the eye for details? Cause as an example, we've been talking about this a lot on on uh, a video series we're doing on tackling, and we're grading the tackle, and we're looking at specifics, uh, you know, with some high school coaches, and, you know, it's it's opened my eyes up. I mean, I haven't coached defense in a long time, but just thinking back to what we used to do, it was the tackling circuits and kind of the things that everybody does, and, you know, I thought at the time I knew the details of it, but now I'm I'm blown away at you know, how some of these guys like Fordham University's uh, uh, assistant coach uh, Vince Digitano looks at it, and he's showing us those kinds of things. And, you, you know, when you look at it that way, it's almost like, I don't know, as as a coach, you think about a coaching staff, um, the, the things that you do, you know, you sit in the room with those guys, and how much of that really for you guys, having those eyes for detail is a part of the culture of your staff and... Um, I guess you having come through it, you know, ha- have you seen that evolve in the way you look at the game?
0: Yeah, I think so. I, you know, and I think I I was taught that here as a player um, at Mount Union, and then you know my time spent at Bowling Green under Mike Elko. The, the amount of detail that that, that that Coach Elko and and Coach Kloss and the head coach, the the, the amount of just the finest details, it really opens your eyes to how much those things matter. So. I always kind of prided myself once I got, you know, came back to Mount Union and, and uh, that, that we were going to be very detail oriented, that the guys that that worked with us on defense or offense were, were going to be the same way that they were going to see those type of details and, and be very detailed in their teaching and their explanation of, of why we're doing things and how we're doing things. Um And then, you know, to, to get the players to, to see those things and buy in. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you have to, like, again, it goes back to those little things, you know whether you're playing a team that you, you know, might, it might be a lopsided game. You might, you might know, you might go in and and the game's not going to be close, but if you let those things slide and you let bad habits be created of, of not paying attention to those details, not taking pride in those details, that that's that's one day going to get you beat. So, you know, that, that's, that's part of our message is that the the, the details today are going to make a difference way down the road. And it's, it's probably when you least want them to show up is when they're going to show up. And, you know, sometimes that happens. And uh, there's some, there's some things that we did last year in the championship game. We came up a little bit short, but some little details that we didn't, we didn't mess up all year that, that for one reason or another, we, they, we we kind of slipped a little bit on maybe an alignment uh, or an approach to tackling and and uh, so we we got to do a better job of it and continue to to look at ourselves in the mirror and, and try to you know try, try to try to reevaluate how we teach things and and make sure our guys understand the importance of those details.
1: I know another area you mentioned um, you know, off the air before we got going was pursuing the football. Your your defense is I mean. <laughs> you guys get to the ball well it's it it gets to be stifling I mean to try to find space in your defense to move the football uh, is very difficult at times um, when you're looking that you mentioned that a, a lot is finding those little things on film and practice uh, and being able to point those out and teach from them talk to us a little bit about that idea of pursuing the football and the details that you put into that
0: yeah I think we we do we do all the pursuit drills where guys are taking proper angles and hustling to the football and and uh, you know in, in team periods, or the the guys aren't allowed to stop pursuing the football until they hear the whistle and all that stuff that that everyone's incorporating too. Um, I think the one of the big things that we do a good job of as a as a defensive staff would be really finding teachable moments on film, whether it's our own players in practice in a game or when we're breaking down opponent film, it's hey, look, look, at, look, at, look at your alignment right here. You're about a foot, you know, outside of where you need to be. Okay, Well, that, that, that clip rolls on and guy goes and, and maybe he dives and misses the tackle or, or he's out of position to make a play, by a foot. You know you rewind that clip over and over a couple times and you make that player understand how important that foot or couple inches of alignment are. You know, going back to details um, and that pursuit of the football. You know, he had great pursuit. He had great effort, but you know, things got to be perfect. So it's not just pursuing the football with relentless effort, which you know our our guys know. We we have a lot of good players. We're we're usually pretty deep at, at most positions, and some guys are, are never feeling comfortable with where they're at on the depth chart. Um, you know, if they're a starter, they they know they got to keep that job. So um, I think that helps obviously in. in creating that culture and that consistent effort to go pursue the football. um, But finding teachable moments of why we need to pursue, you know, and I think the the classic one that shows up a lot and whether you watch your own team or not, uh, or, you know, you're watching an opponent film or something um, you'll see a guy that, that the ball's in the air and it's a DB, maybe the opposite side safety that that he saw the ball thrown and he, he didn't quite turn and run to where the ball was going to go. Well, that ball gets batted up in the air. And if he would have ran there, the ball probably would have landed in his, in his, you know, right in his hands. But he kind of started jogging towards the football and, uh, you know, it was a missed turnover opportunity. So um, I think, you know, understanding those types of scenarios, pointing those things out on film, um, you know, and and then making sure that those are harped on when they happen in practice, um, you know, all the DBs better be sprinting towards the football when it's thrown because you never know if a guy's going to miss a tackle, if the ball's going to get batted up in the air. Um, whatever, a guy might lateral it to somebody and, and nobody else is there to, to tackle them. So um, pursuit is a huge thing, and, and it comes down to holding, holding each other accountable, holding the guys accountable. Um, but uh, our guys buy into it, and, and uh, we got guys that, that, that love football and love to do it. Uh, but they know that, that if, if they're not doing it, someone else will, and, and uh, that, that's a fun part about coaching these guys.
1: As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. Coach, as we we were getting going here and talking about some of these things, you put details into a lot of what you look at goes back to that very beginning of a play and how your guys align and and maybe that first step or two uh, really can create success or failure on a particular play that a lot, you know, you're able to trace back to those things. Talk to us about just that detail, that importance of alignment and how much that comes up in the course of, you know, film work or practice work. And and again, one of those details you point out to your players.
0: Well, I think we, we demand perfection and all that stuff. So th- those little details of just, alignment assignment that's the first two things you have to be able to do to even step on the field so you know if you're a guy that's continuing we have to direct your alignment we'll find somebody else that can go in there and get lined up that takes zero talent to be able to get lined up but you know that's on us too to get those guys to understand why they're aligning where they are um but uh you know i think i think uh that's one of the things that i learned as a as a calling the offense and seeing how defenses align you know there's there's a lot to be said about teams that get lined up that know what they're doing and and so what if you if the offense knows exactly what defense they're going to be in? you know I think um you know you want to be able to pre-shift as much as possible and and show different looks and I think you know uh, there was times where we just got too cute in previous years when I was on defense because I thought we are confusing somebody, um, but you know, as, as I look at the best defenses and reevaluate what we've done, I think it's you know it's it's more uh, beneficial for us in the long term, you know, to to be able to get lined up in a specific spot, be there, you know, when the ball snapped, and then be able to go and make the play, as opposed to getting yourself a little bit out out of position. Um, you know, but the, the, and there's times for pre-shifting and stuff like that and showing different looks and, and that stuff's really good to confuse some people. But, um, you know, I think, I think alignment is, is our base day one, you better know exactly how to align. Um, and then with more experience and, and all that stuff now you can, you can kind of show some different things, but, um, alignment is, is extremely important and, and, uh, something we're going to, we're going to harp on every single day. Um, you know, in, in base defenses and in any other defense that we do.
1: Coach, take us through the the mental process of a Mount Union defensive player, right? From from snap and, and all the way through the play and the things that, you know, you really want in their mindset. You really want them processing all the time that they give you, you know, that kind of player who's out there doing all the little things right
0: yep well, I think the, the the first thing is to to know the situation. we 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 constantly harp on understanding what the situation is. we We got the sticks out there. They, they know the down and distance is is out there available to them. every play and practice, if there's certain situations that were that we're practicing, you know we it's it's made very clear to them this is two minute. this is four minute. This is end of the half. whatever it may be. You know, the, the best thing, and this is, this is Bill Belichick stuff, that, you know, it, it's know the situation. It's number two, get the call. And number three, do your job. Um, so, you know, we, we, we want it to be that they, they've they repped the defenses over and over and over again. That it's, They shouldn't really have to think too much about what their actual assignment is. But know the situation. Get yourself lined up. Get 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 the pre snap reads that you need to get. So um, you know whether it's a defensive tackle looking at the looking at the offensive guard and knowing where the back of the line and relative to the quarterback, um, or a safety understanding the splits of the of the slot receiver compared to the outside receiver or the the offensive tackle. Um, You know those are the things that they automatically should go through a checklist in their mind of. I'm aligned. I know what I'm doing. Okay. Now I'm going to look at the things that I was coached to look at this week for this specific opponent and be able to use that to my advantage to, um, not only use great technique, but make a play, uh, based off of what play I think may be coming. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, they have to do some thinking before the snap, but, um, I think we, we want our guys to be able to play fast and, but have an advantage of having some keys to look at and get some pre-snap reads that, you know, just, just thinking about what they have to do, um, shouldn't be their most, you know, take most time consuming thing about the, about the call, uh, before, before the play is snapped. Uh, so
1: coach has, <clears throat> As you look at both sides of the ball right now, um, from your perspective, let's take offense first. What's one of the toughest things offenses are doing out there right now that that defenses in general have to account for? I know for a long time, for example, that you know was the tempo, and I, I think we've kind of moved beyond that uh, for a while now, and you know, we've gone into the RPO rage, um, but. From from the offensive side, what things do you think present a defense some of the most problems now and in, uh, in in where the game has progressed to?
0: I think it's it's still a lot of the same things. It's it's the the teams that um that present multiple, I think formations present multiple motions present multiple the, the things that take up the most time for a defense to prepare for. I think present defenses with the most issues. So, you know, uh, offensively, whether we would have something, some new little wrinkle every single week that was very inexpensive for our offense to practice, whether it was a wildcat package with two or three plays or a trick play or, um, you know, some tempo or you get 22 personnel, a few and you line up and empty, whatever that is, you know, just, just to, to give different looks that, Throughout a season and throughout, um, you know, a, a week of practice, it, it's really hard to hit all those, those things as the defense to be prepared for them. Um, you know, so I think there's going to be fads that come and go with offenses, but you know, tempo is still great. But but I and and the empty stuff is still, I think, really really good. Um, the RPO stuff can be really really good as well. Um, but I think the teams that that you know, they are who they are, but they're going to build a kind of a, a list of, of things that, that they could do that they also could be decent at um, that make defense prepare for more than just the base stuff that they're doing. Um, you know, because I think that, that that limits the amount of time that you can spend defensively on the base stuff. And it limits the amount of time you can practice new blitzes or new coverages. Uh, so it keeps you pretty simple defensively.
1: On the flip side of that, uh, again, having been on that other side of the ball the past season and seeing some of the things defenses are trying to do, maybe it wasn't against you, but just some of the things you've, you've seen uh, out there recently. Uh, what, are, what are some of the things that you feel give offenses the most difficulty?
0: I think, um, I think anytime someone, someone, a defensive coordinator has the, in his package, the ability to go cover zero and bring everybody, um, you know, at any time, uh, or, or in certain situations, I think that that always keeps you on edge a little bit offensively You know, there's, there's times where you might invite that and say, all right, I hope they go cover zero right here. We're going to check to this. But, um, I think, you know, the, there's there's something about a defense that that's very aggressive um you know that that'll keep you on your toes a little bit as an offense and keep you a little bit out of rhythm because you there's some what-ifs and and sometimes you, you know you're going to have to get out of some bad plays and try to change some plays so that might get get some guys out of rhythm um you know but i think there's defensive coordinators that that were I love guys that 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 did what they did. They stuck with what they did, and, that, and that's that's me as defensive coordinator. I, you know, I, I I believe in what we do. We're going to do what we do. We're not going to create new defenses every week. But um, you know, I think guys that were unpredictable to me um, kind of made me a little uneasy and get you out of rhythm. Again, you know, there's some certain guys that we go we've gone against every year. It's just you weren't quite sure what they were going to be in. And you know you better have some calls that are a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit better against multiple defenses than maybe one or two specific coverages. So um, guys that are a little bit unpredictable, guys that are that are can be aggressive at times. Um, you know, so those are some things that that going back to defense, I'm certainly keeping in mind that um, hey, let's let's just change it up. And sometimes you have to be a little bit random and 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 you know, bring some heat or, or call a, a coverage that you normally wouldn't call, um, and take some chances just to, just to keep an office coordinator on their toes a little bit and get them out of rhythm. Cause I think that was, that was the biggest thing for me. I think when, when we were really, really good, I, I had a rhythm, uh, calling the plays and then sometimes when we struggled, it was like, oh man, what do, what do I call next? Um, so it's, it, it's, uh. It was, it was a good experience to kind of see those types of things and now be able to go back and say all right here's 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 how we're going to change some things and these are some things that we're going to be able to
1: to do a little differently coach i appreciate you coming back on the podcast and um we'll have you back on definitely when you switch sides again but uh hopefully here <laughs> after the season and talking about uh another mount union national championship
0: Thanks, Keith. I always appreciate you having me on. You guys do a great job, and I really enjoy listening
1: to all the different types of guests that you have
0: on there. And, uh, you know, certainly certainly can, can learn, learned a lot of things from, from guys at, at all levels that, you, that you've had on. So appreciate it again, and uh, certainly look forward to doing it again sometime.
1: Thank you again for listening to the Coaching Coordinator podcast. Be sure to go to coachingcoordinator.com and follow all we're doing there. Sign up for our newsletter and follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.